Welcome to the Parkway Live Church Podcast. Thank you for taking time to let God's Word impact you. Always encouraged to know God is touching lives through this ministry. Please visit parkwaylife.com to let us know. You can also hit the giving tab to sow into the ministry that you are experiencing. Now, prepare your heart to hear a word from God today. To me, it's just, a, it's just just amazing. God bless you. God bless you. You may be seated. We're starting a brand new series today called Life Meds. Life Meds. And uh, we're going to try to communicate the gospel to you. And, and um, so let's go. Y'all ready? This is a big series. This is not a three-weeker. This is not a four-weeker. This is a longie. We're going to be in life meds for a while, and each week is going to take a different turn than the week before. Very unique, unique time, and you'll understand when I started here on how each one is going to turn in a different way, but we're calling it life meds, life meds. We live in a peel-driven society. It is unbelievable. If you have head hurts... Medicated. If you have toe fungus, there is a pill for that. If your muscles are sore, Macy, ibuprofen. She thought she was so funny a few years ago when she was a little kid. She came in and she'd been listening to rap or something. And, she's, and mom's, you know, her mom said, baby, you need some ibuprofen. Not because of the rap, but because of a sports injury. And she said, you know, that's cool. It's like ibuprofen. <laughs> so y'all, y'all are never going to look at ibuprofen the same way again. So around our house, ibuprofen. That's what's going on. But if you have sore muscles, you can ibuprofen. If your colon needs cleansing, there is a pill for that. And it would be better that you take the peel. If not, you're going to have to drink 47 gallons of the worst thing you've ever tasted in your life. We all know that there is some wicked viruses that are in the world today. And this is so much in our news. Even this week, one, one virus is making havoc, especially in a place called China is the coronavirus. And I've been feeling to do this, and so I'm going to do it right now. I think we need to pray for China. Uh, As of this week, what is reported is 742 deaths. This is a wicked, wicked virus. The whistleblower of this virus died this past week. Wicked virus. And I think there are a lot of Christians in China. And, uh, And a lot of people who need saved. And I just want us to pray right now. Would you do that? Heavenly Father... God, I ask you to walk in China, and God, what, what looks to be bad, what looks to be evil, God, would you let the greatest revival in China's history break out through the power of the name of Jesus, the healing, saving, transforming power of the name of Jesus, and the church said, amen. amen. Continue to pray for that. So, but we have these viruses out there and definitely making havoc in China and spread in other parts of the world now. And, 
In China, one province is quarantined to their houses. They said it's the lar- largest quarantine that's ever happened, like 54 million people being quarantined to stay in their houses. And, and it's, it's a u- unique thing out there and horrible diseases. And God has equally some things that he wants you to stay away from. And in fact, he put them in a list that... The world no longer likes this list, but the list is called the Ten Commandments. Many years ago, I did a series called Ten. Uh, it was probably before about half of this church today was here, but I did a series called Ten, Ten Commandments, and, and uh, we talked about those and that list that God's saying, hey, Stay away from that list. Stay away from that. That's a, they're biggies. They're a big deal to me. And I, I want you to get these in you and, and to stay away, stay away from these things. And they are, they are, if we could say it this way, there are ten thou shalt not. Hear this closely. Ten thou shalt not. And I got to thinking, and this is about to where this series is kind of going, that if there are ten thou shalt not laying underneath that commandment, are ten thou shalls. Does that make sense? So a number of years ago, I, I, I preached and taught the ten thou shalt nots. But this, this series that we're calling Life Meds is the, the, the principle laying underneath the commandment of the ten thou shalts. <laughs> and we don't hear a lot about that. We only hear the thou shalt nots, but we never hear the principle that's laying underneath it, and that's the ten thou shalts. And they're principles for living, and they are uh, what we're calling in this series life meds. Everybody, I started off, there's a peel for everything, where there's a P or a peel for everything, too, in the worldly situation that we're dealing with in life, ten P's, ten peels, ten life meds. Ten principles. And we're going to touch on these and speak through these and try to minister to these. And most people see these as a list of ten rules. But most people never see that, or we see the things not to do, but never the things to do. And I think if we would look and say, what's the, what's the principle Laying behind there. And, and so when I use principle, I'm saying life med, all right? What's that P? What's that peel? What's that principle? What's that life med that's laying underneath that commandment? Because that's what I want to do. And that, because if I do this, it's going to enhance my relationship with God. But hear this. It's also going to rela- enhance my relationship with other people. So it's going to be vertical relationship with God that's going to be enhanced, but also a vertical or horizontal relationship that I'm going to connect with others also. And and I think if we start looking at this like this, we're going to see things in these that we've never seen before. And this is, before I really get heavy into this, I've got to lay the groundwork. The first week of a series, you've got to to lay some groundwork. And so I want you to see these this about the, the Ten Commandments. Look at this really closely. This is paramount for you to understand. And that is the giving of the Ten Commandments is about relationship. 
A lot of times when you read the Ten Commandments, you don't see that. You don't see that they're about relationship. So I've got to, I've got to unpack that a little bit for you to really know where we're going. You have to remember that God is a God of relationship. I mean, God could be God all by himself and not have any people, but he put you on the earth. He put the entire population on the earth, and some have defamed him and swore against his name and, and all these different things, but he, he puts up with all of that because he wants relationship with people. He's a God of relationship. He created Adam and Eve for relationship. He saved the children of Israel out of Egypt and became their God for relationship. And guess what? He saved you for relationship. That's why you're saved. And listen to what he said right before the Ten Commandments. So the Ten Commandments are in a couple places, but I want to go uh, to Exodus 20, okay? And, and I think they're in like in Numbers 5 also. But in Exodus 20, right before he goes into the 10, 10 vitamin C's or the 10 C's, the 10 commandments, he said this, and, and this is what I want you to hear because I want you to hear the relationship side of it. Exodus 20 and verse 1. And God spoke all of these words saying, I am the Lord, listen to this, I am the Lord your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. He said, I'm the one. Before he gives the Ten Commandments, you got to see this. Before he gives the Ten Commandments, here's what he does. He reminds them. He reminds them, I bought you back. I bought you back. I saved you out of bondage, out of slavery. Why? So we could have relationship. He says up in here, I am your God and you are my people. In other words, he's saying, hey, you've never had a God before. You've never experienced a God. You've never had your own personal Savior, your own personal God. But hey, guess what? I'm waving and saying, I am your God. And I want relationship with you, man. I want to do life with you. I want to be your God. And he states that before he goes in to the Ten Commandments. And that's what he did for the house of Israel. But all of us know he did the exact same thing for us. The exact same thing for us. He saved you and I out of slavery. Out of bondage. I want to read it to you. It's Romans chapter 6 and verse 6. And it goes like this. It says, knowing this, that our old man, this is New Testament, was crucified with him. That's the old man, the old flesh. That the body of sin might be done away with. That we should no longer be, what? Slaves, slaves to, of sin. Slaves of sin. So we, we were slaves of sin. You remember that day. You were chained to it, man. Every time you'd start pulling yourself away from it, you'd be chained. You felt the chain rattle. That's the power of getting freedom in Jesus Christ. Some of you started freedom Wednesday night. Some of you are going to start it tonight. God's going to break the chain in the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of, come on, church, can I get a witness? 
But God saved us out of slavery. Why did he do it? For relationship. He wants relationship with you. God redeemed us, saved us for relationship. But listen closely. Listen to this. You, not him, you determine the depth of your relationship with God. He saves you, but you, the ball is in your court on how deep the relationship with God is going to go. (laughs) And so with us being involved in that now, he then lays out right after that verse the Ten Commandments. And in these we see ten principles, or, or again, I'm using that, I'm playing off that P in that principles, all right? Ten peels, ten principles, ten life meds. So when I say principles, I'm talking about life meds. So we then see ten principles or ten life meds that will deepen our relationship with God. And if these life meds are, are taken, it will enhance our relationship with God and with others, as I mentioned before. So now, I've laid that groundwork that God is wanting relationship. All of that, what I just said, was about relationship. He opened Exodus 20 with relationship. I want to do relationship with you. I want to do that. So now, let's look at the first commandment. Now that you know all of these are about relationship, Now he says, the first commandment, verse 3, here we go. First commandment. You shall have no other gods before me. Let's say it out loud. You ready? You ready? You shall have no other gods before me. You shall have no other gods. No, no other gods. That's it. And then he clarifies it and says, before me. You shall have no other gods. Clarifies it before me. Put that one back up on the screen, please. You have no other gods before me. And this is why he clares, clarifies this whole, thou shalt have no other gods. This is why he amplifies it a little bit. Why did he clarify it? Because they had just gotten out of Egypt. There was no place in the universe that had more gods than Egypt. No other place had more gods than Egypt. In fact, for 430 years They had been around Egypt and their gods and their society and their culture and their culture had also got inside of them and they started even believing in some of Egyptians' gods. And I say that with a little G instead of a capital G. They started kind of letting that... In fact, Egypt had 29 main gods and 2,000 lesser gods. That's a lot of gods. And then he comes out, they get them out, they, they escape out of Egypt through the delivering power of Jesus, or of the good, good Lord. They get out of there and God says this. Now listen, I want to do relationship with you. 
I just bought you back. I got you out of slavery. I got you out of Egypt. Now, this is the deal. This is how we're going to do relationship. You shall have no other gods. <laughs> like, like none at all. None at all. For instance, this word before here, it's in the Hebrew over a thousand times in the Old Testament. That word before. Over a thousand times in the Old Testament. And it's only translated as before just a very few times. I want to tell you how it's translated most of the time. All right? Let me give you some other translations of it. You shall have no other gods beside me, in front of me, behind me, because of me. You shall have no other gods in my face, in the sight of me, against me. You shall have no other gods other than me. Are some of the other ways that the word before it's translated. Here's it saying in Isaiah chapter 45 and verse 5. It says, I am the Lord and there is no other. <laughs> it's like, I, I'm all by myself up in your world. I, and when you have another God in your life, it's not going to work. This new relationship God of God's system in your life doesn't work if there is another God placed in your life. And he's saying, I'm setting the precedent. This is how I do relationship. This is how I do this thing. And so when you're in a wrestling match and living for God, are you hearing me? When you're in a wrestling match living for God and you're, and you're vacillating between different things, you're usually vacillating in your belief in different things and different types of gods that you've placed up in your world. I'm not beating you up with that. I'm shining that out in this. And so now what I want to do, you've heard the con commandment. Now I'm going to give you the life med. Now I'm going to give you the underlying principle. I want to give you my first of ten that I want to share with you that if you get a hold and you take this life, man, it will change your relationship with God and it will change your relationships with one another. Here it is. You ready? Life med number one based off of the commandment. The first commandment is the principle of priority. The principle of priority. On the life med bottle, when, when, on this particular life med bottle called the principle of priority, let me tell you what it says on there because you always want to read it before you take it. You're right? On the life med bottle it says, always take first before Anything else. Make sure you take this one first. Make sure you get this in your system before anything else. Take this one first. You'll understand that in a minute. This principle of priority is to be taken consistent, consistently in every area of your life. It's always making sure that your priorities are in the right place. 
Always making sure in everything you do that your priorities are in the right place. So what's really first place in your life right now? What's really first place in your life? What is it? If he says, man, I I want top priority. I want to be the priority in your life. And in every area of your life, I want priority. I ask you right now that tough question of what's really first place in your life. This principle is not something that we just find in Exodus chapter 20. We find from Genesis to Revelations. It's a principle that runs all throughout Scripture. And let me break it down a couple for you in different formats, all right? When they went into the promised land, they were coming in the promised land, and the first place they run up against, and you know this, the first battle they ran up against to take, on, take over the promised land that God had promised them, the first battle, the first bulwark, the first stronghold that they come up against was a place called, very good, a place called Jericho. And God said this about Jericho. He said, you've come to this promised land, I'm going to give you Jericho, but this is the deal. I want all of the silver and I want all of the gold from Jericho in the house of God. I want all the gold, all the silver of Jericho, I want it in the house of God. Why did he say that? Boom, life med. Right up in here. It's very, very simple. Because Jericho was the first city in the promised land. Somebody say it was the first. It was the first city in the promised land. It's the first city, and it's the principle of first priority, even here at the birth of the children of Israel and what they're about to do in in their promised land. And so he said, hey, in the first, I want the silver and I want the gold to be brought in my house. And he starts laying these principles out. And that's not the first time we hear it, but I'm just giving you a different example. Think about this. He didn't, say, he didn't say this all throughout the world. He didn't go, hey, hey, I, I, when your sheep has 10 lambs, you can wait until you have 10 and then give me one. That's not the way it works. And when you give me one, give me the one you don't like. That, that's, not, that's not how he does relationship. Are you hearing me? It's not how he does it. I want you to hear this. I want to hear the life med. No, 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 no. He said, give me the first one. I, want the first. I don't want you to wait till the 10. I want the first one. It's the first, the principle of first priority. I want the first one that's birthed. And then, and then, and then you can have the other nine. He said, when you have a harvest, when you have a harvest, Give the first fruits to me. I want the first fruits. I want the first thing that comes out, not the last fruits. If you do the last fruits, it's not how I do relationship. I want the first fruits, not the last fruits. Then we we get it in the church and we talk about this. And I, I did it a few weeks ago. Don't pay all your bills. And then give God the leftovers. It don't work like that. It's not how he does relationship. He doesn't do that. He said, I want the first fruits. There's a reason God accepted Abel's offering and declined Cain's offering. 
There's a reason. And this was 25 year, 2,500 years before the Ten Commandments, before the law was given, 2,500 years before God even spoke a word about tithe, of which I'm not even preaching today. You're just getting that free. Before he even preached about or taught and gave the law, why did he accept Abel's offering and didn't accept Cain's? And a lot of people go, man, it's almost rude that he didn't accept Cain's. Cain brought an offering of the fruit of the ground. Hear me. He brought an offering of the fruit of the ground. Abel brought the first fruits. Big deal to God. He said, I'm just telling you, I got 10, and these 10 are how I do relationship. Follow them. They're more than a deal that you put in front of the courthouse. They're more than a deal when you get real mad about when they're taken down in front of the, uh, some place in Congress. That's, I want these to get in here. And they can take every one of them down, but if you take the life meds and you give them in your spirit, we're going to do relationship. We're going to do relationship. God says it only works if you put me, and everybody say first. And Jesus comes and reiterates the same exact thing in the New Testament. Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. He said, seek first the kingdom of God. I put this in little parentheses here. Put God first. I just wanted to amplify that. that. That wasn't written in there. I put that in there. Seek first the kingdom of God. So he's saying put God first. And what? All of these things will be added to you. I'm going to bless you. I'm going to do this and everything. I'm gonna, all, this is the way he works. This is how he does relationship. And God Listen to this closely. I want to put this on the screen. God does not want to be a priority among priorities. That's not what He wants. He wants wants to connect with you. He wants to seek first His kingdom. has to do with this. It has to do with singleness of heart. It has to do with singleness of heart. It's connecting with Him and singleness. And many of us just... And I'm talking to me today. I'm preaching into me today. But many of us fail at cultivating a singleness of heart. Because we do something, we compartmentalize our lives. And because, so due to that, I can't get singleness of heart because I have so many compartments in my life. And so I want to I look at, check, you to check this out, this bookcase. And I wish I had all kind of cool stuff in here, but you'll get the picture because you're so creative. But on this bookcase, we've divided this up with little compartments, okay? So I want you to see different things that I'm going to talk about here just real quick. And this is exactly what we do in our life. We get the, book, we get the bookcase and then, we, then we, start, we start putting the things in it and 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 then I have I have my married life and and so I have my married life no 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 I'm just kidding I'm just right, right right I have I have my married life okay and then man this is good and whoo man got this got this 
We're doing good here. I know we're doing good because I saw some, some of those other marriages and we're doing better than them. So that's how I know we're doing good. And then, and then I've got my married life and then I do, oh, my, my parenting life. It's, it's right here. It's right. I got my parenting life. This is how, how I raise my kids and, and I do, do that and I got that thing, and I've got, I got all kind of little things in here and make this one better, and, and, I, and, I, and I check you out too and, and, and say, see if I'm doing good, and I judge and check the temperature on you. And, oh, 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 I'm doing good. Oh, I could do better there. Oh, and, but, but I'm, I got this compartmentalized, and so I got married life. I got my parenting life. I've got, I've got oh, my financial life. I got my financial life. It, it, it's right here. This is this is how I that's how I do 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 money do do life with my finance. This this is financial life right there. I, I got that one. And then and then oh, I got my business life. I got my business life. And this sometimes sometimes gets in front of this, and sometimes gets in front of this, and sometimes gets in front of this. And but I'm really kind of doing this to get that. But I lose sight of that sometimes. And and I'm really doing this to take care of this, but ah, lose sight of it sometimes. But I get that in its own compartment, and, and, and I got that there. And, and so that's, that's, that's my whole business life side. And then, then, oh, man, I left a bunch of spots here for leisure. I got my leisure life. This is what I do when I'm not doing all the other, and it's not too much work. Then we break, and then we have a little leisure here, and a little leisure here, and a little leisure here, and a little leisure here, and... And so I've got, I've got space for everything, and, and everything seems to be going really good, and then, and then it just sometimes just gets just all, it feels like the thing just falls apart. And when I start rebuilding it again, and, and then, and then, and then, and I got, I got, I got, I got here too, I got, y'all know what this one is? Yeah, man, I got God up in here, and it's a choice, a decision, Way of life. I, I, I did this a number of years ago, and this seems to do better for me. I like this layout. And we, and we segregate these various areas of our lives into compartments like a super organized closet. And when I get through, sometimes I look back and I go, whoo, man, it's going good today. Look how, look how organized it is. Look how, look how sharp it is, man. Look how, look how clean it is. And we're so used to living this compartmentalized life that we're seldom conscious of its even existence. We don't even really see it there. And you say, Pastor, I, I don't sound bad. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just talking. I didn't say it was bad. I'm just talking. And as Christians, we're promoted to even compartmentalize it. We, we can almost teach that. It's almost the mantra of the mantra of the church. In fact, I've said this with quite a bit of excitement. And that is, it's God first. Family and business, make sure you keep them in that order. And again, once again, I've promoted the mantra of the church to be God first, marriage, family, second, third, business. And if we can keep those in order, we're going to be all right. And, 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 and compartmentalizing is so dangerous. It's so dangerous because we have learned how, we've learned how to live a lie. We've become quite good at it because we think if, if my box of compartmentalized looks better than your box, I'm rocking this area. If my box here is better than yours, 
if my finances are better than yours, if my business, whatever it may be, if those are better than you and I'm managing that compartment better than you, then I'm automatically feeling better about myself. And I live in a competitive world where I'm in a wrestling match. And even when we get in the church, guess what? I got a new tribe to compare myself against. And the Bible says, that's why I don't want you doing this. I don't want you comparing yourself among yourselves. It's dangerous. It's dangerous when you start comparing yourself with it because you're going to find out you're going to get up, you're going to get bitter at God. God, they have more finances than I do. I don't know what the deal is, God. I've been trying to do real good with this space. They've got more than I do. You must love them more than you love me. And, and we go all about it. Or their kids are better than my kids. And God, I've, I've done, in fact, I've done better than they did and they come out worse. Please don't say amen right now. And, and, and the delusion prevents us from, from, from reorgan, re, re, uh, recognizing that all areas of our lives are interconnected. Because we so compartmentalize, we forget that they're all connected. We forget that because we've got everything so in its little spot. And it becomes delusionary to us that, that they're all integrated. And, and if I'm morally, morally bankrupt here, it's going to bankrupt the whole thing. Or, man, I'm a great preacher, but I have bad, bad morals way I treat my wife. And it feels like it starts bankrupting the whole thing, doesn't it? Because all of a sudden my compartmentalizing is not really working the best. And it may be a great way to organize a closet. And it may be, but it's a lousy way to live our lives. Lousy way. Jesus Christ, listen to this closely because I want to nail this home. Jesus Christ does not want to be in compartment among many other compartments. Can I say that again? Jesus does not want to be a compartment among many other compartments. Pastor, but you got him on the top. Chill. He's number one. He's up here. That's not what I'm talking about. That's not the life med principle. The life med principle that I want to give you this first week is priority. The principle of priority. Well, Pastor, you got him on the top. He's at the top. No, he's just another compartment among a bunch of other compartments, but he's got a little higher value because I placed him on the top. He says, I don't want to be even the number one compartment. Are you ready? Well, what does he want to be in my life? He wants to be the bookcase. He wants to be the stability for all of the other things. This is him. The priority is not him on top here and him. No, 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 no. He wants to be what holds the whole thing 
together. Because if not that, then you start trying to get finances to hold it together. Our marriage to hold it together. Our business to hold it together. And you will know that because if one of those areas starts slipping in your life, you will start finding yourself in the deepest, darkest place you've ever been. And how could I ever have joy if a piece of my family is messed up? How could I ever have joy if I'm in this? And all of a sudden he said, wait, 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 wait. It's not about you just being here. That's a compartmentalized mentality. I want to be the whole book case, baby. I want everything placed inside of me. If you're going through freedom, some of you are going there for the first night tonight. Tonight, the first night is, 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 the, is revelatory thought. It's, I don't care if you've been in the church a hundred years or one year or one day. Tonight, if you're in freedom tonight, is a revolutionary thought. It's revelation to think to the fact that this, it's not about how much knowledge, it's not about how much knowledge and each compartment that you have put in to make this area the best. It's this fact. God is wanting to do relationship with you. And when he has relationship with you, then life starts coming out of you. Hey, children of Israel, you want life in Israel? You want to be abundant in Israel? I want you to do this. Everything you touch, I want to hold it all together. I want your families. I want to hold your families together. I want to hold your finances. I want to hold the religious side of you together. I want to hold everything. And I know that. And, I'm, and I really know that. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Woo, man, check this out. Where is God then supposed to be in my marriage? Where is God supposed to be here in my business, in my finances? And he's saying this right here, right here in this marriage deal. If I'm the bookcase that hold this all together, who do I need to have at the top of this? For me, not for you, Adina. Did you hear me say not for you? For me, Adina, <laughs> it's right here. Pastor, that is not right. Oh, yeah, listen. This is what he said. Hey, Nathan Keating, I want you to treat Adina Keating. I want you to love her as I loved the church. Bro, it's top stuff. Like he died for the church. I want you to love her so much that I want her to be number one in that. But I want you to make sure that I'm the bookcase. I'm holding the whole thing together. Well, what about my finances? I got a plan for that. I'm going to tell how much I'm the bookcase in your life by if you can give me the first fruits, I'm going to give you 10, but I'm going to check you and see how much your finances completely belong to me. And I'm going to check that by checking to see if there are no other gods but I. Based on if you can bring me the first fruits. Cain says, but I got fruit. That's not what I'm asking. I want the first fruits because it's in there that I find out that I'm the bookcase. 
I, 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 this is how, this is how we're going to do relationship. And so he is working through this. Okay, okay, what about my thinking? Oh, I've learned how to compartmentalize my thinking. I've got, I've got this. And so what do I do here, God? What do I do here? I've tried thinking on my own. I've tried to live with the thinking aspect of my own. And I find myself thinking struggle through my past. I'm thinking issues, something's happened in my past. And I'm thinking through the lens of my past. I'm thinking through, because when I try to govern my thinking on my own, God is not the bookcase holding it up. And it becomes something just a joke that when I, I manage it and then I fall. And then I manage it and I fall. I struggle and I fall. I live for him in my thinking, and then I go to this. I live for him here, and I go to this. And he said, this is what I want you to do. This is what I want you to do. This is how I want you to do this. I want you to think on that. Philippians chapter 4 and verse 8. I want you to think on that which is pure, because I'm pure. I want you to think on that which is lovely, because I'm lovely. I want you to think of that pure, lovely, good report. If there be any virtue and if there be any praise, what? Think on these things. Is it true? If it's not true, kick it out. What the devil's already told you, if it's not, kick it out. If it's false, kick it out. If it's gossip, kick it out. I want you to do all of these other things, and I want you to give your thinking man, thinking woman, over into me and this is what I'm going to do when you do that and you think on me first when you make sure I am the priority and I'm holding it all together this is what I'm going to do I'm going to give you the power of the Holy Spirit up in your life and this is what I'm going to do I'm going to help guide you and direct you and I'm, and when your thought pastor, pattern gets away, he said this is what I want you to do I want you to go out there and I want you to let me take rain over and bring it back in, I'm going to let, I'm going to take care you're going to have fights, you're human, you're flesh, but I'm going to, I'm going to come in and I'm going to let you die to those things in the flesh things that used to destroy you are not going to destroy you anymore because I'm going to take precedent over them and I'm going to bring rain over them and what used to lead you now, you are going to lead it and all of a sudden because why God becomes the bookcase. God becomes the priority. God becomes the center of which everything else comes in the flow of. Boy, that's a lot of hard preaching for not many, very many amens. I'm preaching my heart out to you right now, and I'm about through. Scott, come up and play. I'm, I'm just about done. I'm telling you. God is speaking to you today. The life med that I'm speaking into your life today is not a negative one but a positive one. It's not a thou shalt not. It's a thou shalt. And the shall, the principle is this. Priority. 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 I want priority. I want to hold it all together. I want to hold it all together. I started to have a bunch of books up here. And if it wouldn't have looked good for you, I would have. I'd have got a bunch of books and held them in my arm. And say, I've got a bunch of knowledge here. I've got knowledge how to raise kids and knowledge how to be a better husband and knowledge how to do my finances and knowledge how to do all this stuff. And then, and then, and I got all these books and I say, all right, I got it. Boom. And it all falls. Well, God, I got some more knowledge. So this time I'm going to have knowledge better than I had last time because that time didn't work. Knowledge, 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 knowledge. Let's try to set it in something. There's nothing to set it in. And boom. God said, this is why. You're working knowledge-based instead of me-based. And I need to put you 
inside of me. I want to be this. In a real kind of weird kind of way so I can say it with the life meds things. You tried everything to medicate your brokenness. But God says, listen, this is what I need you to do. I need you to take these life meds because I'm going to do relationship with you. And I need you to put them in my medicine cabinet. I'm the medicine cabinet. You've tried everything else. I want to be what you place everything else in. I want to be your God. And I want you to be my people. So I need you to do things. I don't want any other gods before me. I want priority. 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 He just wants priority. So he becomes the head of everything I do and not the tail. He becomes the number one in every area. And not one here and one there, but he becomes... And you say, Pastor, that might be kind of a little overwhelming. No, 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 no. This is what you do. In all that you do, in all that you say, in all that you are, lean into him and make sure he's priority. What would Jesus do? <laughs> Remember that? WWJD? Went old school with that one? You don't need an armband to remember that. You got to make sure he's the bookcase. And he starts doing it. And that your business, all of your business, revolves around him. He holds it together. So you've been trying to do it yourself. I need you to lean into him. It's a fight like no fight. It's weary. It's, it'll wear you down. I've got businessmen in this church that will tell me right now, business today is not like doing business 20 years ago. It's wearing your hides out, and I get it. But you know what he said about this? This is what he did. You want to know? You want to know? Watch this. Business this is what I want you to do. When you do business, I want you to do it as unto me. When you work, I want you to do it as unto me. Oh, so I'm treated like trash on my job. I don't like that. And you can look through the eyes of that and say, bro, I'm not even working for you. I'm working for God in the situation. How can you have joy in a place, a business that's going bananas? It depends on what's holding it all together. If you're holding it together, you'll go up and down with the flow of business. But if God's holding it all together, and you're working as unto God, the Bible talks about that, and you're working as unto God, I'm not working for the man anymore. I'm working for the God. And God said, that, my friend, is when priority comes. He says, in the last days, men's hearts will fail them for fear. No wonder. Our world's a joke, and it's going to get worse, I'm sorry to tell you. But we, the church, are leaning into Him. Listen to this. He's the author and the finisher of my faith. He's the alpha. And he's the omega. He's the beginning. And he's the end.
When I can't track him, I just lean into him and trust him. When I don't understand him, I trust him. I don't lean on my own understanding, but I lean on his understanding. I don't get it, God. I know you don't, son. You're seeing through the eyes of a 50-year-old. I am the aged. I am the one that knows the beginning from the end. I'll guide you. I'll lead you. I'll help you. I'll be your comfort. I'll be your healer. I'll be your provider. I'll be your savior. I'll be your master. I'll be your healer. I'll be your everything. But lean into me. I love you. I love you. Would you stand with me and give the Lord a praise? I love you. I love you. I love you. Hey, hey, hey. I know y'all got a song. I know you have a song to sing, and I'm not trying to switch your songs, but I got to just talk about that song, Defender, just a minute, and why it means so much to me. This is what the song says. In Keating terminology, I don't know all the words. It says this. Lord, I got all this stuff going on in my life. And here he goes. He's my defender. He's all fighting for me. He's taking care of the battle for me. The song says he come back with the head of the enemy. If you hear this song on the radio, that part's not on there. Because in the original writing it says he brings back the head of the enemy. It was offending too many people. So the, the edited version on the radio doesn't have that part in it. But the original part of that song says he comes back with the head of the enemy. I don't know if you see this or not. I've got a little visual thing going on in here. I, come, I see blood dripping. And, 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 and I see his blood covering up what the other bloods try to define me with. He comes back with the head of the enemy. It says he goes before me. I'm going to say this, and I'm going to offend somebody with this. He's out kicking tail. Boy, I, I don't know if that's going to look good on Facebook. But in Southeast Texas, I can get away with that. He's kicking tail. And this is what the song says. And all I'm doing... It's crazy. All I'm doing is worshiping. And then he says this. The song says this. Just stand still. Stand still. Oh, dude. Get your little thing. Can we do it? Can, can we pull it off? Get, your, get, your, get, it, get it quick. Get it quick. Get it quick. Come on. It looks really cool anyways. Can I do it? It looks so cool. I, I really like it when it's like this. I've always wanted to do that. Do I look cool? I do. I do. Oh, I'm already young. I know that. Listen, listen, listen. listen. Just play it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Y'all got. Y'all got. I know we're switching gears. Y'all hear this? This is how we're going to close service today. I need you to gear in, and in this song, I need you to let him fight your battles. Not just that one. Not just that one. Not just this one. I want him to hold it all together. And I want to let you, I want to let you be your defender. 
This is what I want you to do right now. Man, I feel the Spirit of the Lord so rich. Y'all feel what I'm feeling here today? Priority. It's the principle of priority. It's the first life man. Are y'all looking forward to this series? I'm telling you, it's going to be lit. It's going to be lit. Listen. Principle of priority. If I can live the priority, putting God as my priority in my life, He becomes the whole bookcase, holds it all together. Holds it all together. Doesn't mean everything in here is always going to be perfect, but He's going to give me, He's going to help me through the process. Doesn't mean everything is going to be just, everything is going to be perfect. That's, that's not what I'm talking about. But I'm talking about even when it's not perfect, He's still perfect. He still holds it all together, Billy. This is what I want you to do. I want a reorganizing of your priorities right now. I don't mean you train, change boxes out in different spots. I mean that you make sure that the bookcase is solid. The cabinet that's holding it all together is there in your life. And I'm a little bit concerned that maybe you've got a lot of things going on in your life, but you don't have the bookcase, the solid fact of what holds everything together. And he's not the priority there. And I want you to reorganize that right now. Would you bow your head with me? God, I'm going to pray for them corporately right now, but I want them to pray on their own. Heavenly Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus Christ. I come to you in the name because nothing else happens outside of that. And so I start my prayer in the name of Jesus and I close it in the name of Jesus because I want everything that I pray in the middle to be all bookcased, all bookend with you. God, you're everything. My life, my breath, my sustenance. You're my beginning, my end. You're faithful when I am not faithful. You're good when I am not good. You're holy when I'm not holy. You're sovereign when I'm all to pieces. You are everything to me. And God, I'm praying right now in the name of Jesus Christ that every person that hears this message and every person that's in this room today would God make sure that you are the thing that holds everything together, that you are the first priority. The first priority. The first priority, God. Not just the first box. I don't mean that, but God, the whole thing that holds everything together. God, we want to, this week's going to be better this way. This week's going to be better living it your way. Guide families, direct families, heal families, save families, save finances, God. Heal finances, heal businesses. Heal people's lives, hearts, souls, spirits, emotions. Let it all be anchored in you, Lord. In the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ. And the church said in Jesus' name, would you give that Lord, that God, that King, a hand clap of praise that makes this place ring? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So I told you, every week is going to be totally different. So next week is Valentine's? Hmm? We're going to jump all around in these principles. I'm not going straight down the line. So next week, we'll be leaning into some of that. 
so you need to make sure you're here. God's going to speak to you in a big way. Did you enjoy the word of the Lord today, the worship, praise? God bless you. Go out of here living for Jesus Christ. Have a blessed week. You're a blessed people. God bless you.